At this point, Hashem spoke to me, Moshe, and this is what he said. You have circled the area southwest of this mountain long enough. Turn northward towards Kadesh on the border of Edom. Ask the Edomites for passage through the country. At the same time, command the people and say, you're about to cross the boundary of the land of your kinsmen, the descendants of Esau, who dwell on Mount Seir, and they will be afraid of you. Nonetheless, take great care that you do not provoke them, for I will not now give you any of their land, not so much as a footstep, because I've already given it to Esau and his descendants for a temporary inheritance from Avram. Only in the future will you inherit it. You may buy food from them with money, that you may eat, and you may also buy water from them with money that you may drink. In fact, you should purchase food from them in order to show that God your God blessed you in whatever you do, and that you're wealthy. As you know, he was intimately aware of your needs. God, during your trek through the great desert, you lacked nothing during the 40 years Hashem has been with you. But despite our peaceful overtures, the Edomites did not allow us to pass the land. So we went south and then east, and we came to, towards the Moab desert. As we approached Moab, Hashem said, Do not distress the Moabites, for also their land I will not give you as inheritance. I gave it to the descendants of Lot. This consideration is Lot's second reward for having gone along with Avram's pretense to the Egyptians that Sarah was his sister rather than his wife. The first being Lot's rescue from the destruction of the cities of Plain, as we learned a long time ago in Pashas Lech Lecha. You may, however, frighten, raid, and plunder them because they continue to imitate the immodesty and morality of their ancestress, Lot's eldest daughter, who was with her father and had a child. The Amim nation of Amim formerly dwelt there in the territory presently occupied by Moab. They were people as great, numerous, and tall in stature as the giants who lived before the flood. Even though the Amim, the Amim were not technically part of the other nation of giants, the Rephaim, they were still called Rephaim because whoever saw them became enfeebled, Rafa, out of fear just as the giants who descended from those who had lived before the flood were termed Rephaim because whoever saw them became terrified. Similarly, the Moabites called these former inhabitants of their land Amim, which is terror, Ema, for that very reason. So you might think that this territory is that of the Rephaim, one of the seven nations you are intended to drive out as part of the conquest of your land. But since the Amim are not the real Rephaim, therefore you should not conquer them. They're not yours to conquer. And I've given it to the Moabites. The status of the land of Moab is thus similar to the stat status of the Mount Seir of Esau. The Chorites formerly dwelt on Mount Seir, and when they did, you could have conquered it. But the descendants of Esau dispossessed them. They eventually destroyed them and settled in their place, just as you, the Israelites, recently did to the land of the inheritance that God gave you when you conquered Sichon and Nog. Since I gave this territory to the Edomites, you may no longer conquer it, conquer it. So as you can see, just as an anecdote, Moshe is like going through a lot of the stories we spoke about, even in recent Parshiot, but he's adding a lot of context. Now arise, said Hashem, and cross the Zered Brook. So we cross the Zered Brook. The time we spent traveling once we departed from Ritmar across the border until we crossed the Zered Brook was 38 years. 
we had to delay our approach to the promised land until the entire generation of men old enough to go to war finished being removed from the camp by dying out just as Hashem swore that they would. Some of them died a natural death, but in addition, Hashem intervened directly with those who did not in order to wipe them out prematurely from the camp until they all finished dying in a relatively short period of time, allowing you to proceed to the promised land. Although Hashem continued to communicate with me during the 38 years, he did so detachably. It was only when all those men old enough to go to war finally died that Hashem spoke to me amicably, saying, so interesting, although Hashem spoke to Moshe throughout, it was only the first year and the last year that it was a real warm relationship. Today you are crossing the Arnon River, said Hashem, which further west is the northern boundary of Moab and its capital, Ar. When you approach this, the area opposite the Ammonites, the other nation, don't distress them, don't provoke them, because it's not for you to take right now. They are also from, from the second daughter of Lot. Unlike the way I allowed you to vex the Moabites, however, you must not fright, frighten, raid, or plunder the Ammonites because their ancestress, Lot's younger daughter, was not as immodest and immoral as was the Moabites' ancestress, the older daughter. And thus, in imitating her, the Ammonites are not as immoral as their cousins, the Moabites. Ammon too is considered land of the Rephaim, because the Zuzim, a people who were also termed Rephaim, formerly dwelt in it, and the Amorites called them Zamzumim. The Zuzim were a people as great, numerous, and tall as the giants who lived before the flood, but Hashem destroyed them, and thus the Ammonites dispossessed them and settled in their stead. So as you can see, these nations were coming and going. It was quite a chaotic history. Just as he did for the descendants of Esau, who dwelt on Mount Seir when he destroyed the Chorites and dispossessed and, and then settled in their stead, so too happened over here. In both cases, that of the Chorites and the Zuzim, the presence of the present inhabitants of the land render it off-limits to you, otherwise you could have had it. The opposite phenomenon occurred with the coastal area on the western border of the Promised Land. The Avim were the dwellers in open cities throughout the area from the southern border northward until Gaza. They are part of the Philistines, with whom Avram made a pact that should have prevented you from conquering the territory. The Kaftorites, however, who hail from a different area, Kaftor, destroyed the Avim and dwelt there in their stead. Since there's no pact with the Kaftorites, you can conquer them. In any case, not all the land north of the Arnon River is off-limits to you. Sichon the Amorite had conquered much of it from Ammon and Moab, and therefore arise, journey, cross the river. Behold, I have delivered Sichon the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land into your hand. Begin to take possession of it and provoke him for war. Today I will begin to place the dread of you and the fear of you upon all the nations that dwell under the entire heaven, that is, all the nations of the earth, who will hear reports of you and tremble and be in trepidation because of you. Although Hashem didn't explicitly command me to offer Sichon the option of a peaceful existence, I nonetheless did so, even though it was obvious it would be rejected. I was in fact following Hashem's example in the Sinai Desert, where he first offered the Torah, which existed prior to the creation of the world, and thus would logically have been the law for all people, to the descendants of Yishmael and Edom, even though he knew in advance that they would reject his offer. I was also following his example when he sent me from the desert to make peaceful overtures to Pharaoh, even though, as the creator who existed prior to creation, Hashem could have easily and instantaneously annihilated the Egyptians. 
Similarly, although I knew that with Hashem's existence we could overcome Sichon, I made peaceful overtures. So I sent messengers to Sichon, saying, Allow me to pass through. I will keep on the highway. I will turn neither right nor left. We'll buy food from you. We'll help your economy. We'll drink what you, what you sell us, just as the descendants of Esav and the Moabites did for me until I crossed the Jordan River into the land Hashem's giving us. But he did not wish to let us pass him. And his heart was hardened and obstinate so that Hashem could give him into your hand and you could thereby possess his land as you do this day.